Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Ooh, big show today, your dream team of experts answering your questions at one 405 8405 Of course, Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. When you go Russian, your dogs will stop fussing. That's what he says. <laughs> Have you ever met him in the hallways, Dr. Deb? Does he make you salute, I, too? It, it's just that Russian respectability. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, something about that. He'll have answers to your dog behavior questions at one uh, 405 8405 And, of course, Dr. Debbie answering your medical questions. Your tickets to our advanced screening of Di- Disney's Beverly Hills Chihuahua. We're doing this in 20 cities across the U.S. And, yes, Dr. Deb, right there in Las Vegas. Uh, we'll I be was going to ask you that because <laughs> I am up for that show, well, man. We'll, we'll sneak you some tickets. Otherwise, we'll have family four-packs. And if you're in one of the cities right now that we're not doing a screening in, that's okay because we have the adult, child, and puppy-sized t-shirts for you. The uh, Beverly Hills Chihuahua package. They actually say, say Chihuahua. You're not Chihuahua. Supposed to say Chihuahua. Beverly Hills Chihuahua. <laughs> they actually have copy they sent over that was, I believe it was approved from Walt Disney himself. They just put it, they opened the freezer where he oh. is and they just oh, put the copy. Does this... Does this prove, can they read this on Animal Radio? Anyway, all the details at AnimalRadio.com. Also today from CBS's America's, no, I'm sorry, Greatest American Dog. Yes. I always get it wrong there. <laughs> A little dyslexic there. Greatest American Dog, uh, Wendy Diamond will be joining us. That's all on the way. But first, what's on your mind? one 405 Hi, who's this? My name is Suzanne Stewart. Suzanne, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Very good. Where are you calling from? I'm from Klamath Falls, Oregon. What can we do for you today? Well, I have a cat who we rescued from the Humane Society, and she is probably about a year and a half old. We're not really sure. Um, And brought her home, and she's just such a love bug, but she just loves to scratch on my leather furniture, and I have a scratching post for her that I put out by the furniture, and scratch on it, but as soon as I move it away, she goes back to the leather. Do you ever pick her up when she goes over to the couch and take her back over to the new location of the cat tree? No, I haven't tried that. Go, go ahead, pick pick her up, take her over to the cat tree, hold her two paws up, scratch them on the tree so that she gets an idea that that's a new place to scratch. Okay. Why do you move the tree away from the couch? Well, I'm hoping that she'll... Well, first off, I don't want that thing sitting in my living room. That uh-huh. would be the first reason. But I would like, I keep thinking she'll follow it. I just, you know, I move it three or four feet away. And and she just, as soon as it's away from this one particular area, she'll just go back and scratch at it. Yeah, because they're they're leaving their scent there. That's they're, uh-huh. mar- they're marking their area, and you're moving her mark away. She obviously wants to mark around that area. Okay. Try putting some catnip on the cat tree. What what kind of a cat tree do you have? Is it a stable one, or is it something when she goes to scratch, will it tip over very easily? No, it doesn't tip over at all. It's got to be substantial, and people need to realize this, that cats do this. They need to do that. If they don't have a place in their house, in your house where they can do that, they're going to use the furniture. And okay. you, you, Judy, don't you, at, at your house, you let them use the furniture, or you have concrete furniture? Yeah, I have concrete furniture. <laughs> <laughs> they 
there's a good solution. Um, <laughs> a, another thing you might try is placing the cat tree near where your cat sleeps. One thing when cats do when they first wake up, they like to stretch and they like to scratch. So if you place it where she sleeps when she wakes up, she might do that and get it out of her system. And then meantime, for your couch, you can try, uh, there's sticky sheets, there's deterrence and stuff to keep her away from the couch and put catnip on the cat tree to entice her to that area. And put okay. treats around it. Put treats around the base of it and stuff and make it a good thing. And, and go ahead and hold her paws up and, and make sure she knows that it's okay to do that. Okay. And of course, when she does it on the couch, gently discipline her not using her name. Don't use her name. And then when she goes over to the cat tree and she uses the cat tree, good girl, good girl. Let her know that's what you want her to do. Okay. Okay. And let us. All right. That sounds great. I'll give those things a try. I really appreciate your help. Yeah. I, let us know how that works. Do we have some more of those? Can we send her a toy, a cat toy? Of course. That would oh. be fantastic. Okay. Hold on one second. Thanks for listening to Animal Radio. Don't go anywhere. We need to get some information. Shall do. Thanks so much. Hi, it's Lisa Laporta from HGTV's Design to Sell for Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your pets. It's Animal Radio. I don't know. I'm a little giddy today. Why is that? I don't know. I'm just giddy. Do I have to have a reason for being giddy? Well, it's, it's like a Monday. It is like a Monday, but it isn't. It's a Saturday. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Hi, who's this? This is Ariel. What was your name? Ariel. Hi, Ariel. How are you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Very good. Where are you calling from today? Um, Orange County, down in Irvine. You sound like you're in a giddy mood too. I'm okay with it. I have a funny, funny question of a funny, funny cat. Well, we have a funny, funny vet, and her name's Dr. <laughs> Deb, and she's on with us right now. Okay, well, hey great. there. Hi. What do you got Hi. going on with your kitty? Okay, I have a Siamese cat named Sushi. She's about two years old, and she has a problem with sucking her tail to the point where the tip is discolored, and I don't know what to do or why she's doing it. <laughs> Okay, well, this is a fun call. And how how old is Sushi? I think she's about probably just over two years. Okay, and has she been doing this behavior since you've had her? Yeah, um, pretty much. I adopted her rescue from about seven months ago. Okay. And I didn't Alrighty. really notice it until lately. Alrighty, so you're probably noticing her like you're laying in bed and you've got a wet cold tail slapping on you or something like right that. and it's turned it's discolored now it's turned from brown to red yes now does she does she have any other habits where she sucks on like uh clothing or any other parts of her body or your body no just that massage thing with the paws okay so she does a little happy feet thing <laughs> making biscuits huh yeah yes and that's very normal that's the sign of a happy cat there <laughs> okay good so the tail sucking phenomenon, and this is kind of interesting, and when you first said you had a Siamese cat, that just sent up all the red flags because Siamese Uh-oh. cats are they're very special. Um, yeah, they I are. I love them. I love them to death, but they definitely have some kind of loose neuron going on there. <laughs> and tail sucking is one of those behaviors we see a lot with them. Um, oh. Some people believe that it's somehow a um, something that they lacked when they were nursing and they didn't have enough contact with their mom. Um, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that. It, it, we can actually see that more with problems when, when they're truly just bored. Um, and they just kind of turn to that as kind of a soothing behavior. And they 
find some self-satisfaction and that kind of makes them feel good. Oh, um, God, I'm a bad mom. No, <laughs> but there are things. There are things that we can do to try to, you know, decrease that possibility. And, and it's kind of hard because there's a lot of different factors we can look at. Whether it's, you know, she's bored, it, and whether she's doing it for attention. Because actually, some cats will do this to get a rise out of us. Um, oh. You start yelling at them, wagging your hands at them, squirting water, whatever it might be, and it's actually negative reinforcement um, for that behavior. So, I, have you tried doing anything so far for this? Well, I guess I need to stop the football kick, huh? <laughs> no. how, far, how far can you no, get him? Actually, no, actually, I just I tickle her tummy is what I do because I thought it was cute until I noticed it started turning colors. Uh, now, do you tickle her tummy when she does this, or to just to get her to stop doing it? Okay. See now, and that actually could be seen as a successful attention-seeking behavior because she's getting a response that she likes out of ah. that behavior. So okay. when she does that, we don't want to give her undue attention. Got it. We actually. We actually want to try to give her other ways, you know, and if she, if we can't eliminate the sucking behavior, it's completely possible. Some cats, we cannot. Um, and some Siamese love to do this. So we want to give her alternatives. Um, so I would encourage you, we'd like to look for things such as, uh, Kitty Kong type toys. Uh-huh. You can use, types that you can put little treats in, little snackies, make it so that she has to work for her food. We want scheduled playtime for her. Um, things like okay. the cat dancer, the feather toys, Got things it. where we can get her active and doing things. And, um, and if she, Yeah, all of that type of thing. And if she starts to do something that's close to sucking on that tail, we want to redirect it into something else. And I actually have some cats that I will use, um, kitty lollipops, I call them. And and they're not really lollipops, but you can actually get little rawhide shoes, such as for dogs. Uh And train her to that and okay. for a lot of cats they still have this oral urge to chew and to lick and you can redirect it to something like um, the rawhide chew yeah I guess Otherwise, that's how I gotta break myself stuck in my thumb <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and definitely we don't want her to be picking up any habits off of you there so yeah, um, started to wonder if I was an influence <laughs> so much of what we do rubs off on our pets. So well, that is so true. You know, I wonder, I hear about this a lot. I hear about Siamese cats, and I hear that they could have obsessive compulsive disorder. Is really possible for cats to have OCD? Is that true? Oh, it, absolutely. And, and this is one of the instances where we can see that, where it's kind of a repetitive behavior, but they get some pleasure from it. So, you know, there are some cats that I will pursue along this avenue, and we'll actually go into behavior medi- modifications and medicine if necessary. So if some of these things we just talked about don't help, then we might try something like the Kitty Prozac, uh, right. clomipramine, amitriptyline. There are some medicines that we can turn to, but we realize with the Siamese, we've got got some kind of genetic uh, barriers there, and we may not ever get rid of the behavior. I mean, we might be best to redirect it. You guys have a quirky cat there, Ariel. I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> With a name like Sushi, maybe it's a punishment. I don't know. We thank you for your call today, one 405 8405 Now, coming up in just a couple of minutes, your tickets to Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Not just to the movie showing. This is the advanced screening. Stick around, you lucky devil.
Vinny Penn, your party animal, coming at you, Animal Radio. Hope you're as excited as I am. Uh, let me use the, let me use the phrase a pet peeve, but um bump. Shopping in a vintage record shop the other day, and what is it with these boutique owners, these mom and pop store owners, who think we want to be rummaging through their stuff and come upon? Their cat, Rusty, slumbering on the shelves. I almost had a heart attack. I don't know how many boutiques I've been to in my life. And there's just cats lumbering around with that catitude, that cat attitude like, uh, this is my place. You could shop if you want, but don't give me a dirty look. Don't look at me that way. I'm the one who was sleeping, buddy. This big, fat, I don't know what kind of cat it was. God bless him. He, you know, he was adorable in retrospect. At, at first, I thought it was a stuffed animal. And then its chest heaved, and, and, and I almost freaked out. I don't know how many stores there have been in my life that I've gone into. There's not even signs indicating you may stumble across one of God's beautiful little creatures, and it may hiss at you. I mean, you could be losing business. I, I appreciate you want to be close to your animal. You want to be close to Rusty. You want to be close to whatever freakish name you've come up with for your pet. But you could be blowing business. I was afraid if I went over to the clerk and said, hey, you got any vintage Almond Brothers? He would say, yeah, over in the uh, litter box uh, down the left-hand side of the store. I mean, I don't want to be brushing hardened cat poo off of my Mop the Hoople album. Uh, maybe it's just me. I don't know. Uh, there are probably dozens of people who find it endearing and they want to stroke the cat's belly. Uh, it gets them fired up to make even a bigger purchase than they were going to make. Maybe they, they say, you know, here, take two credit cards just because you're a cat lover just like I am. But for those of us who, one, prefer dogs, and two, aren't expecting to see something alive, <laughs> On a store shelf, uh, you might want to warn us. You might want to give us a heads up. I actually was scared to ask if you have any Cat Stevens, because who knew what I was going to find behind those? <laughs> Vinny Penn, party animal, animal radio. Buddy, don't do that. Don't worry, lots of dogs eat grass. Didn't you hear? Dogs can get worm infections from eggs and larvae in the grass. Those parasites can even infect humans. I know. That's why I give my dog Safeguard K9 Dewormer twice a year. It's a safe and easy way to eliminate and prevent the major intestinal worms that infect dogs and to protect my family against infection. Where can I find out more? Just visit www.safeguard.com. That's S-A-F-E hyphen G-U-A-R-D dot com. Hi, I'm Jay Moore, and as a sports fan, I can tell you there's nothing quite better than spending a day in the park playing catch with a beautiful lady. Like Shirley, my dog. Listen, adopt a pet. They are the most loyal companions you will ever have. Visit Pets911.com or call 1-888-PETS-911. Hooray! For more information, go to Pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio. Hi, this is the Vladi, and I am here to tell you about OxyFresh. Do you know that dental disease is called the silent killer of the pets? And the proper oral health care may extend the life of your pet by two to five years. Pet oral hygiene solution from OxyFresh promotes fresh breath, healthy gums, and a healthy life for your pets. I love to kiss my pets, and I know you love to kiss them too. Get kissable fresh breath for your pets at OxyFresh. Visit OxyFresh.com. Hey! 
You want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at caninecaviar.com. That's www.caninecaviar.com. Remember, the advice you hear on today's show is for entertainment purposes only. Please be sure to consult your own vet regarding your pet. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And today is very special. Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, in studio with us from now on. He's moved to California. You've made the move. You're in studio to answer listeners' questions. You, I see you actually have a drink you've assembled together. Yes, it is. And I cannot believe I'm here with you guys. And it's just truly, truly enjoyment. Tell, tell me a little bit about the drink you just uh, made. Okay, it's an it's a old-fashioned way, like a, what biggest secrets of the Russian sport athlete and now Chinese using the same method. It's just combination of the antler extract. Uh, ginseng, jinka, which is uh, make me better performing mentally, I guess sexually. Sexually, that's what <laughs> I wanted to know. Yeah, that's what he was searching for. <laughs> well, it, it's an interesting. It comes together. It's it's like a hot cold drink you put together. You, are you now? Are you drinking them together? Is like one is a shot and then you follow it with another one? What's happening? Are these two separate? Exactly. Drinks? It's like in Russia, we are drinking the vodka and after that using the wine ah. to to to, ah. to smooth it out. <laughs> I love it. Well, welcome to the Animal Radio Studios, 1-866-405-8405. Hi, who's this? Hi, my name is Cindy. Hi, Cindy. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. Guess what? You're the first caller with Vlade in studio. Oh, okay. Cindy, thank you so much for calling us. I'm hearing you like you're also in the studio located next to me. <laughs> That's good. What, what uh, state are you calling me from? Uh, California. Oh, you're from California, from Southern California? Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, please let me know how can I help you. Um, I have a four-year-old toy fox terrier, mm-hmm. and he's very aggressive towards other dogs. Okay, to the point, so you, you're holding him on the leash, and he's uh, basically attacking other dogs and such and such. Yes, uh, okay. as them, he's ready to attack. Okay, let's me like uh, analytic KGB agent momentarily give you a couple of questions and let's do just like this. I don't need all detailed explanations because my okay. mind works just like that, you know. You don't, okay. don't think your dog is the worst out of which I train, but I need to get some information. Question number one, did you, <clears throat> did you get your dog from the breeder or you pick him from the uh, out of highway? No, breeder. Breeder. Uh, did your dog have had any formal training, like taking to the classes and such and such? No. If you had chance to socialize your dog uh, over the time, like playing with another dogs and such and such? No, I didn't have time to do that. Okay. That's the big problem. H- how old is your dog right now? He's four. And he's the male? Yes. Okay. Cindy, this is the big problem you're dealing right now with. Um, you know, when we have problems like this, of course, I'm going to give you some type of the tips and suggestions. Uh, but uh, in order to really help you 100%, you've got to get someone, uh, kind of a hands-on trainer who will help you because this is no playing in the game, having the dog who has aggressive issue, ha- hasn't been socialized with another pet. You know, if I would be your trainer, I would start with the structures, uh, with the discipline, 
we are going to teach your dogs um, new rules, which will be um, tough love, which means um, you got to be tough in the way how you're going to percept that pet and the way how you give him structures from the time on. Number one, I would give him cold shoulder. Do you know what a cold shoulder means? No. No, it means uh, you have to have a cold shoulder. It means you have to walk through your house, uh, you know, uh, with the attitude and uh, ignore him for a while. No, oh, yeah, I do that. No, okay, but it's, it's got to be more active. It means okay. uh, you have to act like, uh, you know, um, like every American girl would act, you know. Don't touch, <laughs> don't harass. This type of attitude. I'm going to sue you. Okay. What, Judy? I learned it uh, before I immigrated. Yeah. This Russian government told me, don't touch, don't harass American girls. They're gonna. You learn fast, don't you? I learn in the bad ways, I gotta tell you. <laughs> American boys told me Russia, American girls wants to be touched, so I'm kind of a little confused. So it's a little different from where you're from. Yes, it is, it is. <laughs> Russian girls wants to be touched, I know that for sure. But anyway, uh, so what I'm going to do, what I would do for this, like I said, I would establish the structures, I would ask you, uh, the only time you give your dog attention when you give the food, uh, when you take the dog to pee and poop and do special behavioral obedience training. This is the only time you should give your dog attention. What you what, what you're achieving by that, you're achieving to getting some type of their uh, base or some type of the rapport. I want to put you in the position of authority, so I'm going to use that position of authority when the bad thing's happening. So once, once we establish a little bit of authority for the structures, Mm-hmm. And uh, through obedience exercise, we're going to teach him, don't pull you on the leash. Because, you know, dogs cannot focus. In. See, we, a typical situation, you walk with your dog on the leash, and, you know, the dog see another dog, and he's like, for another dog, and he doesn't pay attention to you. Uh, if your dog is the male? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You see... Male human can do two things at the same time. For for instance, having the sex and think about the business or thinking about something else. Yeah, the dog, the dog cannot do two things at the same time. Or he can be or aggressive toward another dog, or be focused toward you. So I have a special rule, special exercise. I can make him be focused toward you by snapping him attention, uh, redirecting his attention attention toward you. So now he's focusing on you. Now he cannot be be, be attentive for another dog. So what he gonna learn? Hey, I can just pass another dog and nothing bad is happening. Yeah, that dog may be barking at me, but if I stop barking at him. He's not barking at me anymore. It's like if one of your neighbors stops swearing at you, you will stop swearing at your neighbor. So this type of the breaking vicious cycle. So we're gonna we're gonna teach him ignoring our dogs in the beginning, and after that, I will set the battle, and I'm gonna set this battle or set the issue in, in the way we're gonna win, and there will be no casualties. We're gonna put a very comfortable muzzle on your dog. You know, so the muzzle he will used to wear a little bit, and he can open the mouth and breathe. You guys in California, it's hot here, you know, terrible, (laughs) terrible. Okay, so, uh, yeah, and uh, I'm panning myself all the time here, (laughs) partially to seeing so many good girls around, you know, as you haven't seen in Michigan so You don't see that in Michigan. No, I haven't seen, but but it's a different show. Okay, so what we're going to do, we're going to put this muzzle on that man, on the right place, which is on, on the face, which you're smiling about. I said, I'm just face. listening. No, okay. I, said, yeah, the, I, I like the right, that idea. On, if I said on the male on the right place, and I mean on the face. <laughs> okay. So, and after that, uh, 
You're always Judy makes the fun of me. I mean, I'm just I'm, serious. No, I learn a lot from you, Vlade. Okay. okay, so sit down, please, and don't interrupt. You're in the Russian school, right? Okay. I'm, I'm, it's my show. Okay, so what we're going to do, if you at any time your dog is going to show aggressive, because we're going to get some nice dogs, maybe we're going to call your neighbors or friends, maybe some of them have a very nice, let's say, a stupid Labrador, you know, for instance. You know, not because I, don't, I love them. You know, they're labs, they love everybody, think everybody's a good guy, you yes. know, such and such. We're going to get that lap in your home and you dog and you know we're not going to even allow that to happen because what we're going to do with you my dear we're going to grab your dog's face and put a pocket in this lap's butt uh-oh. Yes. You know why? You know, yeah, because let's say, who, if, if two humans meet each other, who is extending the hand first? More dominant, yes? Yes. Or, okay, it's in America. In Russia, more submissive, um, extending the hands. But the dogs do like Americans do. The one who sniffs first, that one is assuming dominant position. Ah, so I, I guess know. that dog is has some issues, that man. A little man in the furry coat, but that lady is dealing with, has some issues. So we will allow him to sniff another dog's butt, like a... a Labrador, sniff his butt. He doesn't mind. He doesn't care about it. Sniff my butt. Okay. So what your dog is going to learn, hey, I can, I, he can get a lot of information about your dog. Just by, it's like going to the Google or Yahoo. So after <laughs> that, he will be fine with that lab. And after that, he will say, hey, that, I can be around the lab and nothing bad happening. He will used to be around the dog. And we're going to get another dog. We're going to get another dog. And after we bring him to the dog uh, the daycare and uh, with my authority and with my we will prearrange it. And from that time, you know, it will depend on your dog and the situation. But that's going to be the winning, winning plan. And I just highly encourage you, in your particular situation, don't play in the Russian roulette. Because you just can't play in the Russian chess. you got to get the help. I am willing to help you. Call, get to the 911dogwizard.com. I'm here in Southern California, and I already showed my magic. Like Jesus Christ is of the, of, of, in the dog training oh, field. Yeah. Here comes the mail. Here yes. comes the email. <laughs> Send your complaints to your voice at Animal Radio. Yeah, yeah. And the people stopping by me with their pets, and they were fixing them one dog at a time. In minutes. In the minutes. That's what happened. one 405 Thanks for your call, Cindy. Thanks for Thank listening you. to Animal Radio. Vlade, the world famous Russian dog wizard here to answer your questions. Sweet treats may cause heart attacks for dog owners. Hi everybody, I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting for Animal Radio. The sugar substitute xylitol has been developed in the fight against tooth decay and in helping diabetics gain better control over their disease. However, this popular sweetener may be devastating to the family pet. New research now is being released and it shows that the ingestion of xylitol by dogs can cause liver failure and even death. Reports from the ASPCA Poison Control Center show that the number of xylitol-related pet exposures is on the rise and that rise has many veterinarians and pet owners quite concerned. For years, veterinarians have suspected that xylitol could make dogs sick. But a recent article in the Journal of the American Veterinary Medical Association has documented the outcomes of several cases of xylitol ingestion for two years. Five of eight dogs died or had to be euthanized due to complications coming from xylitol ingestion. Often found in human mints, sugar-free gums, toothpastes, and sweets, xylitol has been a popular sugar substitute since the 1960s. 
However, researchers found that even a small amount of xylitol can cause liver damage and even death in dogs. Dogs who ingest large amounts of xylitol have sudden and profound drops in their blood sugar levels, leading to weakness and uncoordinated movements. Occasionally, seizures have been seen as well. However, even small amounts of xylitol are not safe. As little as one gram of xylitol can set off a chain of events leading to liver damage. A dog could receive this amount in just a few candies or sticks of gum containing the sugar substitute. Xylitol has also been found in children's chewable multivitamins and certain cough medications and even mouthwashes. Although most pet owners routinely give some sort of people food to their dogs, even though we tell them not to, the JAVMA report should be a wake-up call to everyone, showing that many foods are not safe for pets, even though they are common and safe for people. Any pet owner concerned about anything their dog has ingested should seek veterinary medical attention immediately. To learn more on how xylitol can affect dogs, visit myvnn.com and watch the video. I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting for the Veterinary News Network and for Animal Radio. Hi, this is Victoria Stilwell on Animal Radio. Please remember to spay and neuter your animals. This is an Animal Radio News Update made possible by the Simple Solution Natural line of 100% biodegradable pet care products. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Residents fleeing Hurricane Gustav have found sanctuary for themselves and their pets throughout the South in stark contrast to Hurricane Katrina. Many evacuees in Alabama who found the Birmingham Jefferson Civic Center overcrowded were welcomed by the Moody United Methodist Church. The church stepped up to house men, women, children, and animals. In Odenville, the Paws and Claws Boarding Center housed Gustav evacuees of the furry variety. Owner Sandra Cross said they began taking in pets on Saturday, stayed open all night over the weekend. Cross was also giving the evacuees a discount, saying, quote, Given what these people are going through, I just can't charge them full price, end quote. A dog toy recall is making news after some dogs have suffered severe tongue injuries while playing with the pimple ball. The Long Island Pet Supply Company, Four Paws, is recalling the chew toy while blaming a manufacturing defect for the problem. The company is urging anyone who purchased their pimple ball with Bell or several other items listed on their website to return the products. One veterinarian had to cut a hole in the ball to remove one dog's swollen tongue from the device. The saga of Tom the Tortoise began five weeks ago when the Jones family of Cardiff, Wales last saw their pet reptile. When Ruth Jones realized her tortoise was missing, the former TV star put up posters all around town asking for help in finding her wayward pet. It seems the 55-year-old tortoise climbed into a recycling bag and was just seconds from death when he was rescued from the conveyor belt by an alert plant worker. Tom was reunited with the Jones family safe and sound. One plant worker said, quote, It was a huge surprise to see a tortoise on the line. We get some incorrect materials coming through here, but it is the first time for a tortoise, end quote. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by the Simple Solution Natural line of 100% biodegradable pet care products. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. 
Does that pesky pet stain keep reappearing after you've cleaned it with a household cleaner? Try Simple Solution Stain and Odor Remover. Simple Solution is formulated specifically for pet stain and odors. The unique enzyme and probacteria formula breaks down the glue-like proteins in pet urine, then absorb all the leftover particles, leaving your carpet completely free of harmful residue. So no more magical reappearing acts or pets returning to the area. Simple Solution products are available at pet specialty stores nationwide. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Hi, who's this? This is Jamie. Jamie? Yeah. How you doing, Jamie? Good. Well, I got a problem with my cat. Where are you calling from today? Montana. Montana. What's, what's going on with your cat? What's your cat's name? Slick. Slick. What's going on with Slick? Well, for some reason, she pees. Well, we got a cat box with a lid on it, you know, with like a dome. Uh-huh. And, mm-hmm. and she'll, she'll always back right into the side and pee right down the side of it. And then so that pee, you know, it runs down, it runs down the side of the deal, and then it leaks out the box. So she's peeing. She's actually going inside, but peeing against the edge. Yep. Yeah, peeing right on the wall. How old is Slick? Uh, eight, maybe. How long have you had her? Since she was like six, seven months old, probably. So the last eight years she's been doing this? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Has <laughs> it been the same litter box, I guess? Ah, uh, no, no. We change it pretty often because it gets pretty gross. We try to clean it every month. Yeah, every month, huh? Well, we'll, well, I mean, we'll scoop it, you know, twice a week or whatever. But right. every month we'll give it a good clean, and then and then every other, you know, four or five months we'll just get a new one because they get kind of gross. But and what kind of litter are you using? Brand name stuff, scoopable. To me, that seems like something that you're probably not going to correct. You can try to yeah, change I, the litter box. They have litter boxes that are open. But they, they're they tall, and then there's an extra lip that leans towards oh. the inside. And, oh, that would work. Yeah, and then it'll help when they urinate. It'll just run down inside. Ooh, there's so many litters out there these days that you can figure one out that won't uh, leak to the outside or maybe that slick won't want to go on the side. You said you're using the Buddha Dome? It's just a square. Oh, it is a square. Yeah. Okay, well, there's, those, there's these round ones, too, that don't have the corners. Oh, okay. And you can get those at, like, Petco or PetSmart, right? Yes. Yeah, I, okay, yeah, I realize she's kind of old and not going to correct it, but this, I just I just turned on my XM, and I've never, never heard of animal, animal radio before, so I thought I'd give it a call. <laughs> you know, it may be too small, too. Get a larger box. That might be her problem, because yeah, if, yeah. she, if she's a big girl inside one of those closed things, that may be the only okay. place she can go. So okay, get, yeah, an, get a big box. Yeah, get a bigger box, get one with a lip on it, and see how that works. Okay, I appreciate it. That's a that's not a big problem. You got it going on pretty good with Slick. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah, she's been a pretty good cat. And if you can't control it, put something underneath the box so that you can just wipe it up. Something yeah. harder. Yeah, something. yeah, we've got a big piece of plywood that it sits on. There you go. We appreciate your call today, and thanks for listening. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at animalradio.com. Log on, learn more. Animal Radio, celebrating our connection with our pets as we do every week. Thanks for joining us. one 405 I just found out, those of you that were watching Groomer Has It last season, uh, well, I... <laughs> 
You watched it too. I did watch it. You know, I hate these reality shows, and you got me hooked on it. Uh, you were start. You actually TV-voted, played it in your office. I went in there to ask you a question, and actually spent last forty-five minutes just watching the last episode of that. Uh, I just found out, artist. By the way, for those of you that have watched it, artist wrecked his. Did they wreck the mobile vehicle? They, they What's the just deal? had a, just a small little accident, backed into a well palm tree. <laughs> okay, now the reason I bring that up is because, of course, last week I uh, did the same thing with the animal radio broadcast vehicle, so I, just, I, I feel like he's my comrade. <laughs> anyway, they're casting for a new season of Groomer Has It. Uh, we have the uh, associate casting producer on the phone with us, Aaron Adamson. Hi, Aaron. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you guys? I didn't know that about artists. <laughs> yeah, I guess we just found that out today. It looked like the tree one. Did it really? Oh, that's yeah. too bad. It was, no, it wasn't that bad. Well, well, I'm sure insurance will cover that there. Okay, a new season of Groomer has it. Yes. Of course, there's that $50,000 grand prize for the winner. Is mm-hmm. there is there another mobile vehicle up for grabs? What's happening there? You know, we don't know the answer to that question yet. I'm sure um, Animal Planet is going to be very generous in their gift giving the way that they were last year. So we just don't know the full details of uh, the grand prize. But the $50,000 is for sure in, and there will be lots, lots more along with that. But all of the contestants, some of them have gained things like endorsements from grooming supply companies, but mostly they've gained this celebrity um, attachment where now they're able to raise tons of money for uh, um, in charity events for homeless animals. They're Jorge Benderski is traveling throughout the United States and giving seminars on how to groom dogs to get them adopted faster. So the prizes go much, much, much deeper than the $50,000 and any kind of mobile unit or anything like that that you can do. So Yeah, well, if you're on the show, you're pretty much guaranteed work for life. Well, definitely, but also <laughs> not just work, but but full self-gratification in the fact that you are now able to bring so much more attention to shelter animals and animals that need help and grooming and more attention to the grooming world itself, which, you know, helps animals in all cases. Mm-hmm. So This is uh, the second season. We always know how these shows really heat up the second season. <laughs> That's what we're hoping for. <laughs> Competition gets a, lot of- a little tougher, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Where are you guys doing casting calls? Tell us about it. How can listeners that are groomers that think they're up for the challenge (laughs) go for it? Well, there's a few different ways. First, um, not just if you're a groomer listening, but if you have a dog and you take your dog to a groomer that you think is spectacular, um, please, please submit them yourself and we will give them a call. But there's a few different ways to do it. We're actually located in Los Angeles. So we are seeing people locally from San Francisco down to San Diego. If you have a grooming business or work in a salon or a mobile or or you're a show groomer, we'd love to see you in our offices. And all three ways, um, uh, the best way to contact us is to email us at groomerhasit at gmail.com. And what we're looking for, if you're local, is just a photograph um, a bio on your experience and a little bit about yourself and a contact number or email, and then we will call you to set up an appointment. That's the easy way from California. You can go to groomerhasit.com, which is on the Animal Planet website, and it will uh, it tells you the way to make a home tape and send it in to us. It has the address. It has uh, the things that you should cover in the home tape. I can tell you we're looking for, obviously, experience. We want somebody that has 
incredible grooming techniques, but that doesn't mean that you can't be brand new. You can be. You, we just want you to, to really know your stuff. Um, we're looking for passion. This is the only thing you've ever wanted to do and ever will want to do. We're looking for style, creativity, um, and show us that in your home tape. We're also looking for very big, big personalities. Um, although it's a grooming competition, it's still television. And like you said, the reality show world is the second season's always, you know, the one that gets heated up. So we definitely want people with big personalities, and that can run from A to Z, however you want to see it. We just need it to be clear what your personality is. Um, and then just uh, show us where you work. Show us your um, if you went to school somewhere or all the places that you've worked. We want to know what your experience is and your background is and tell us your story on how you got to be a dog groomer. We would love that, uh, you know, if dog grooming's changed your life, that's, that's a big thing for us. Like artist last year, it literally, he really attributes dog grooming to saving his life. So if it's a story, something like that, we'd always love that too. Very good. Okay, three ways to get in on this, and we'll post all of those at AnimalRadio.com. The $50,000 grand prize, and of course, Animal Planet still may be up for grabs with the uh, the mobile vehicle, but they'll probably, it could actually, they'll probably ante up this year is what I'm thinking. There'll be more prizes. I would for, imagine, yes. For the next season. All yes, that information yes. at AnimalRadio.com. Aaron Adamson joining us, the associate casting producer for Groomer Has It. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having us. We really appreciate the support, and we, we want everybody to come out for this. We want to see as many fabulous groomers as we can possibly get. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. A man going through security at LAX was recently found to have monkeys in his pants. When Robert John Cusack arrived from Indonesia, airport inspectors found 50 orchids in his luggage after four rare birds flew out. They then asked him if he had anything else to tell them, and he reluctantly admitted that he did have some monkeys in his pants. A search revealed that 45-year-old Cusack was hiding a pair of endangered pygmy monkeys in the crotch area of his underpants. Cusack is awaiting trial while the monkeys, happy to be out, have joined the monkey community at the Los Angeles Zoo. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Have you been dreaming of that special career that not only offers you great financial rewards, but is also really fun? You've found it. Pet Sitting is becoming one of the fastest growing home-based businesses in the country today. NAPS, the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters, can help you achieve that dream. NAPS will provide you with the education and tools you need just by visiting www.petsitters.org. That's NAPS at www.petsitters.org. Listen to the news. Two dogs rescued from a locked car. Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets. 
Hey, Julie, you have to get one of these return WA pet tags for Daisy. Last week, Max got lost and was back home in just two hours. Really? How does it work? It's simple. Each pet tag has a unique ID number, which is linked to your name and number. If Daisy ever gets lost, the finder just calls Return WA's 1-800 number. It's totally safe, confidential, and rewarding. Check out www.returnmypets.com. Don't delay. Protect your pet today at www.returnmypets.com. And welcome back. It's Animal Radio. 1-866-405-8405. Vlade, the world famous Russian dog wizard. Finally in studio. For all these uh, months, we've been hooking up to Michigan, the, the Bully Dog Studios in Michigan. And now you're finally here in studio. I cannot believe it. Isn't I this really, fun? This is fun. It's a really, really fun. And, uh, you know, I also have my wife sitting is next to me. She drove me because I cannot drive more than one hour straight. So she drove me all the way from Newport Beach, California to your area. Yeah, but, wow. but also there's another reason. I'm thinking if you guys were a corporation, she would be the CEO. She would be CEO of our corporation. So I got to be very careful today. If you notice, I'm very politically correct today. I know she, that. Yeah. <laughs> she is the worse than the Catholic editor for me. <laughs> so today we're going to learn how to become CCO. Oh, to your dog. Do you know what CCO means? No, what is no. CCO? This is the ultimate position, ultimate boss to your dog. It is how to become chief canine officer. Oh, yeah, okay. They have a couple of tips to share with our listeners. So let me ask everybody, grab a pencil or pen and piece of the paper. So we got, I got to give them something interesting things to write it down. Okay, I got it. Tip number one, be consistent. Dogs don't understand inconsistency. They don't understand words maybe or it's not rainy. Remember, people, all problems start with fuzzy boundaries or inconsistent rules. Okay. Number two, stop talking, start acting. Yes. Really, what type of the parents you would be if you say to your child, Billy, stop jumping, and the belly is jumping. Billy, stop jumping. Billy, stop jumping. (laughs) You know, European parent will mentally, Billy, stop jumping. Doesn't smack on the butt. He goes in another room. Be done with this. So you're saying follow up with action, not just words. Exactly. It's no matter what you say, people. It's matter what you've done. I mean, you know. Number three, put some teeth in the consequences. What do I mean by that? Uh, when you apply the consequences, and again, I, don't get me wrong, I'm not suggesting grab two by four on any abusive actions. I also believe, and nothing really rough things and involving and anything what I do, and I don't believe any human type of the consequence will have opposite opposite effect on the dogs. The dog would be more fearful. But if we're going to use the canine way of consequences, which I always on this show try to share with uh, our listeners, it's going to create some benefits. But whatever you do, please do not give $3 ticket for speed violation. (laughs) Next, please, like I said, attach the consequences to the decision the dogs makes because, and this consequence needs to be attached quickly. So the timing needs to be very quick. You mean you can't punish them 10 minutes later? Exactly. Uh. You cannot. You know, in Russia we say the value of the spoon is it's very valuable for the dinner time, not after. And the last one, win the war without losing any single battle. What do I mean by that? This is my experience. In order to win the whatever whatever problem you're dealing with, chasing the cat, jumping on the people, whatever whatever you're dealing with, the dog will challenging you five, six consecutive times. 
that behavior worked for him before, so they're going to persistently see the people give up before the dogs give up. Mm-hmm. So you need to win five, six consecutive battles and you will win the war. Consecutive battles. Not, don't tell me, I, okay, I win, I won three out of the five battles. No, consecutive. Mm, good advice. We're going to put all that at animalradio.com. Check it out. Hey, this is Caesar Milan. When I'm not doing the dog whisper, I'm listening to Animal Radio. Stay balanced. Animal Radio, one 405 to check in with us. You have a question about your pet. Our dream team can answer those questions. And you know, the, one of the questions our veterinarian always gets, is pet insurance worth it? You're hearing more and more about pet insurance. Paying a small premium every month to have your animal covered just in case there's some, some big accident that happens. Something catastrophic. Got to have it there. Is it worth it? You know, we used to be from two different camps. <laughs> I know that uh, you kind of felt for a while that maybe you should put away the money. Sock right, it just, into a savings account. Yeah, just account. put in a savings. Don't, don't, mace, don't pay it on those premiums. We decided we want to get an expert on the phone to talk about this. There, you know, there's, there's a lot of experts out there, but they're all affiliated with a certain insurance company. So they might be a little biased. Yeah. So we wanted to get someone that was currently not affiliated with any insurance company, but has been in the insurance industry for pet insurance. Well, what, 17 years or so? We have Lee Van Kirk, Colonel Lee Van Kirk joining us. Hi, Colonel. How are you doing? Well, I'm just fine. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Okay. So why should we get it? Is it something that we should do as opposed to putting money into a savings account? Yes. Uh, and here's why. Uh, because if you put money into a savings account and uh, get a good interest rate uh, and have it in there for three months, four months, and something happens to your beloved pet, that savings account certainly isn't going to be able to uh, reimburse you for some of the rather high-costing veterinary um, uh, programs that they have available today. Veterinarians today can do just about everything that uh, uh, medical doctors can do, um, such as MRIs, uh, massage therapy. They can uh, they can do cancer treatments, and the costs are proportionate. Uh, the uh, the veterinary industry now has sophisticated uh, medical procedures that uh, they can use uh, at that cost uh, probably as much or in some cases more than some of the uh, procedures they would uh, use for human beings. And you don't want to be caught off guard with a savings account that doesn't have enough money in it. So how do you choose a pet insurance company? First of all, uh, do, your, do your homework. Okay. Uh, find, a, find a company uh, that has uh, easily explained benefits uh, when you're looking for that company. Make sure the company is financially sound, has been around uh, uh, has been around a while. In the last 20 years, there's been 50 to 60 pet insurance companies, wow. large and small, that have come up and are no longer in existence. Well, how do we know they're legit and good? Well, you might want to just do your diligence. Go up on the website, uh, check out uh, what they have to offer, make sure you understand it, make sure that uh, there's nothing that is hidden, if you will, when a, when a pet insurance company says they pay 80%. Uh, that's uh, that's pretty much up to the interpretation of uh, that particular company. I particularly like scheduled benefits. Uh, you know what you're getting, uh, and you know you know what you're paying for. So if a company says they will pay 
oh, $1,500 for a particular procedure, less a deductible, that would make me sleep well at night because I know that's what I'm going to receive uh, in, in that check. There's a lot of folks that um, are a lot of companies that uh, are, are subject to their own individual interpretation. So you have to make sure the benefits are clearly explained. Uh, the company has been around a while, uh, is financially sound. Look to see who does the underwriter. If they've had two or three underwriters in the last two or three years, then I would, uh, I would certainly back away from that company. Does pet insurance only cover cats and dogs? The majority of the companies that are out there, uh, I think there's one or two uh, that make that an exception, uh, cover cats and dogs, but there are some larger companies that will also cover avian uh, and exotics, birds and lizards and rabbits. So, again, um, when you're going to study about the company that you're going to probably uh, associate with or become a policyholder of, they will usually tell you right on the website or pick up the phone and call. Uh, and ask that question. There are some who do cover a wide range of pets, and there are others who restrict themselves to cats and dogs. Okay. Can they turn me away for a pre-existing condition or an age? That is um, a, a common question that, uh, uh, that, that we get asked. I, I think that on a pre-existing condition, it's a lot like uh, running your car into a uh, into uh, a, a, a pole and, and then calling a, a new insurance man and say, will you insure my car? Yeah. There are some pre-existing conditions that um, uh, insurance companies will not cover. Uh, example would obviously be cancer uh, and, and other more serious conditions. But on the, on the flip side of that and on the, on the upside of that, many pre-existing conditions simply are going to incur a waiting period. Again, it depends on the individual company, and I would encourage anyone who doesn't understand what the website has to say to pick up the phone and call that company get it right from the company's mouth okay what kind of price range do you think we'd be looking at ballpark between what range for a dog perhaps what range for a cat in healthy condition for um most of the uh, companies have many plans uh when i say many three four five plans but you're probably looking at a range of about $25 up to about $60 for a basic uh, major medical or pet insurance plan for a dog, a slightly less for a cat uh, by maybe 5 or, or $8. Uh, and many of the companies offer add-ons such as preventative maintenance. I'm a big believer uh, in the fact that if a veterinarian sees your pet more than once a year, ah. that veterinarian can uncover a possible uh, problem when for two hundred or three hundred dollars before it becomes a two thousand or three thousand uh, dollar um, uh, medical problem. Mm-hmm. Okay, should I ask my vet about what insurance company I should pick? It would be a very good idea uh, to do that. Now, I will say that with this disclaimer: okay. uh, these are professionals, uh, veterinarians. Uh, some of them are loath to endorse one company over another. Uh, however, when you walk into the veterinarian's office, look around and see what uh, brochures the veterinarian uh, has displayed, uh, if any. Uh, ask the front office um, uh, person who is tending to the customers when they walk in, have they had any experience with uh, any specific pet insurance company? Um, or And if you ask the doctor, the doctor will probably say to you, I have had experience with X company, and they've always treated us right. Or in a more guarded way, the doctor will say, the best thing for you to do is to go and investigate it yourself because I would not be able to pass on one company or another. 
Okay, I think the key word here is due diligence. We'll post some information at AnimalRadio.com. Lee Van Kirk, thank you so much for joining us today. It's my pleasure. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Well, while Gustav was not as bad as Katrina, thankfully, they'll be cleaning up for a while. It definitely left a lot of damage. A few lives taken. Not as many as Katrina. I think people learned their lesson. We were prepared this time. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was uh, in FEMA's best interest, in our current administration's best interest, to be on top of that this time. Just got back from Louisiana. I bring Be Kind founder Francis Hayward on the phone with us. Hi, Francis. How are you doing? Well, I'm fine, thank you. What did it look like down there? Well, it was a, a crazy combination of, on the one hand, an incredible ghost town with nobody around. But then, when you got to the evacuation center, which I was at, I was trying, I I was able, I was given the privilege of helping the Animal Arno, Animal Rescue New Orleans, Mm. with the evacuation of people and their pets, and that was, that was a life-changing experience, that's the only way that I can put it, because you had all of these beautiful, lovely, in many cases, probably very poor people standing there in the hot, hot sun, waiting to, to be checked in with their pets because they loved their animals and they just couldn't bear to leave them as they had to with Katrina. Yeah, I was, yeah, was going to say there, they, they couldn't take their animals with Katrina, so they were there with their animals this time, thanks to the legislation started by so many great people, including the late Tom Lantos, who would be so happy if he was alive to see uh, how this worked out with the animals getting out this time. Oh, he would have been overjoyed. It was, it was an indescribably beautiful, life-changing image. I mean, I will never be the same. It, 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 was, it broke and touched my heart in the message that, that screamed out loud and clear was how people love their animals, people that you don't even give credit to normally for loving their animals. They, these were people, oh, I just cannot tell you how beautiful it was. And it was so, I mean, the, the heat was intense. A lot of the animals were overheated. We had to wrap them in cold towels. But all they wanted was to take their beloved animals with them. Francis, we appreciate your time today. And I want to give out the website. It's BeKind.org. Yes, but there, the other websites are for Arno. If, I guess you would just Google it. I don't know. We'll, their, we'll their... actually put links up there at AnimalRadio.com. Yes. So, okay, yeah. please do, because... I am the less important one. It's these wonderful, committed, beautiful, heroic rescue groups that really, really need all the support that they can get. Thank you. Hold on one second. There you go. They're cleaning up in Louisiana, Mississippi, and they're telling a much better story than during Katrina. We lost so many animals during that. Of course, we'll have more news about that at the bottom of the hour, and you can get updates directly from AnimalRadio.com. Coming up this hour... From CBS's Greatest American Dog, Judge Wendy Diamond. 
What's up with her and Victoria Stillwell? We'll find out. Judy promised me she'd ask. Also, Dr. Debbie answering your questions, your medical questions, and Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. And yes, we do have your Walt Disney Beverly Hills Chihuahua advance screening tickets. You'll see it before it comes out in theaters. 20 cities nationwide. If you're not in one of the cities, that's okay. We have a special package, which includes a T-shirt for you and your kid and your Chihuahua. Special Chihuahua package is what it is, okay? All the details on the way. We'll actually tell you when to call in. Don't call in now on that. one 405 8405 That's the number you'll need when we ask you to call in for that. Definitely want to see this, of course. All the animals real in this. Okay, there's two virtual animals, a rat and an iguana. But the rest of them, bunch of dogs, pigeons, snakes, mountain lions, all real. And their voice is done by the likes of Jamie Lee Curtis, Andy Garcia, Placido Domingo, George Lopez, Edward James Almos, Paul Rodriguez, Cheech Marin, Drew Barrymore. Be listening for your family four-pack of advanced screening tickets right here on Animal Radio. Damn, this show is good. I said enough. Hey, gang, this is the Money Man. Eddie Money, make sure you spay to your pets and keep the dial right here to Animal Radio. It's the greatest station in the world. And welcome back. It's Animal Radio, you lucky devil. Al, Judy, Vlade, Dr. Debbie, Vinnie Penn, we're all here. 1-866-405-8405 to answer your questions. The big question today is, when do we give out those Beverly Hills Chihuahua tickets? They will come out before the end of the show. A family four-pack. This is to an advanced screening. This is before it's in theaters. Of course, it's in theaters. What is that, October 3rd? Yes, it is. The Chihuahuas will rise. We'll have your tickets to an animal radio advanced screening in 20 cities across the nation before the end of the show today. And all throughout September. First, your calls, one 405 8405 Lottie is uh, kicking it over there with his glass of... What do you What do you even call that? Uh, this is going to be special Chinese-Russian energy secret. <laughs> okay. I'm not even sure if I want to taste it. It looks like thick tea, very thick tea. If I will give it to you, I need to just jump out of the office because Judy is here. <laughs> Let's go to the phones. Hi, who is this? Rebecca. Hi, Rebecca. How are you doing? I'm fine. How are you? Very good. Where Where are you calling from today? I'm in El Paso today. El Paso, Texas. Well, it's got to yeah. be hot there, huh? Actually, it's really, really nice today. It's cloudy. Wind's blowing pretty good. Okay. You're on with Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. How can I help you? Um, I have a one-and-a-half-year-old pit bull male, and... He is in the truck with five other dogs. We drive cross country, and every time we leave him in the truck by himself with the other dogs, he chews on electronics, okay. like a remote control or Bluetooth. He don't chew on anything else, just the electronics. So in other words, when he sees other dogs, he's very frustrated. He wants to see them or bite them or lick them. We have no idea, but he is... Uh, redirecting his frustration on uh, some merchandise in your vehicle. Am I right? Yes. Okay. So uh, how he's behaving? Uh, just uh, Could you on the microphone just, you know, just give us example. Let's say uh, Judy, will be, Judy will be a strange dog in the truck. So say, hey, hey, say. Okay. How your dog would behave? 
you kind of like a loop, you know. Tell me, tell me, tell us. One, one more time, Rebecca. How, how does it sound? Like a loop. <laughs> like this? Yeah, like a real deep bark. Okay, I'm like excited. We're, we're going to set up some type of a psychic hotline. That's why I'm trying to... <laughs> I'm trying to percept how he's reacting to this. But, you know, I understand that. I don't know. Now, okay, very quick question. If your dog was really, if he was fighting with another dog, did you, even, did you ever allow him to play with another dog? He plays with all of the other five dogs I have in my truck. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's back up. Did you say you have five dogs in your truck? Six. Yeah. Six dogs. Actually, six. You travel yeah. in your truck with six dogs. Yeah. And all of them pit bulls? And my husband. <laughs> Seven dogs. <laughs> your husband your husband is in the dog's house, I guess. <laughs> wow. What's that like? Well, with three of them are still pretty small and they're they're in the kennel. Mm -hmm. And then uh the the other three are out they sleep in the bed or sit in the front seat or Okay, right uh, the female sleeps on top of the dog kennel. Okay, so the man is, uh, female is the top bitch, as usual, I guess. Sizes doesn't matter. Okay, so listen, Rebecca, you know, you have a really... It's not really complicated situation, is there? Because, you know, your pit bull is associated, that group of the dogs, and you, both of you, you and your husband, as the pack. Every another person or dog is a, is an intruder. This is the out of the pack. It's it's not the belong to the pack. That's the problem. Is now it's another problem is it's a frustration. It calls freedom frustration. He see another dogs. He barks. Another dogs barks on him. And after another dog disappear, and he's so happy, he scared him away. Plus, it's territoriality. He's supposed to protect its own pack. So you have a couple of problems here. If you ask me how to deal with this quickly, but again, you didn't give me answer. So, so in other words, what you're telling him, he is the fine with your dogs, with the pack, but did he have a chance to play or meet on the leash another dog? How dangerous it would be, my question would be. Did you ever uh, have a dog okay. on the leash and another person approach you and you allowed to each other to sniff or never that happened for, for, for several? Uh, never, because ever since he was a puppy, uh, if someone else will walk up, he... he the hair will stand up on his back, or okay. another dog comes okay. up, the hair will stand up, and he'll, you know, get in like a... Okay. Okay, I got it. Okay. So the, the best what we can do with you, Rebecca, just control the situation and uh, and uh, just basically not allow him destroy your vehicle, and uh, that's easy things to do. Uh, you remember how we were using with you on that show the famous device by name Pet Convince? You're not going to do that on me again, are you? Uh, I'm <laughs> I will show just for the microphone. Okay. See what you're going to hear. Yeah, okay. Listen, listen. Ooh. <laughs> so you okay? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, you know what? It's a very humane device uh, caused by uh, caused, um, uh, pet convincer. It's a spray there, um, CO2, like compressed air. You can get some substitution at this point to any bicycle shop which is selling like CO2 tire inflator. Just get that one and driving in your truck at any time your pit bull wants to be bad for another dog's. Just push the button, compress air comes up, you just spook him into the attention. Uh, the hell, he hell right now is, is, is showing me, uh, he's right now trying to, 
uh, try to use another product. Yeah, I'm actually using what they use uh, in offices for computers. Can we use this, or is this no, dangerous? No, we cannot. This no, is no, the this dangerous, is because okay. it has a very bad, yeah, they, very bad, uh, uh, air, not the ER, what is it, gas. Okay, so yes. I won't use that. Okay. No, don't worry. Okay, I'm okay. sorry. We have an air um, hose inside the cab. You do? Yeah, and he actually enjoys that. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's not going to happen. What you need to do, you need to suddenly do it. You have to make the noise. Ah, okay. You need to know you don't want him to do. You need to bring that surprise, that, that suddenness will spook him, startle him into the attention. And you have to act on the early signs when he goes on, just when he just looks toward another dog, momentarily pull it, push the trigger, make the sound, ah, and he will just jumps out of this window and will never do it again. Give that a shot there, Rebecca, okay? Okay, thank you. I appreciate you listening to Animal Radio. Let us know how it goes. 1-866-405-8405 right now. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Remember, the advice you hear on today's show is for entertainment purposes only. Please be sure to consult your own vet regarding your pet. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. It's pretty common knowledge that some college students have more than studying on their minds. But even with all that monkeying around, you'd think that students at Duke University would be smarter than a monkey. A recent study at Duke pitted two female monkeys against 14 college students. Both were asked to solve math problems. They were shown two sets of dots on flashcards, which they had to mentally add. The humans were not allowed to count or verbalize as they worked. Surprisingly, the monkeys did about as well as the college students. Their research pointed to the importance of language in helping humans solve more advanced calculations. Now both teams were paid for their efforts. The college students received $10. And the monkeys? Well, they got their favorite drink, Kool-Aid. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Hi, this is Judge Joey Bellani from Groomer Has It. And when I'm not making people sweat judging their grooming competition, I'm listening to Animal Radio. Did you know that dogs can get worm infections just from eating grass and that those same parasites can also infect humans? Ew, gross. Thank goodness there's a safe and easy way to eliminate and prevent the major worms that infect dogs. Safeguard K90 Wormer. Just sprinkle it on your dog's food twice a year. And that's it? Yep. For more information, visit www.safe-guard.com. That's S-A-F-E-G-U-A-R-D.com. It's the best way I know to protect my dog and my family against intestinal worm infections. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by NAPS, the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters. Let NAPS help you achieve your dream of a financially rewarding and fun job by providing you with the education and tools you need by visiting www.petsitters.org. Every year, there are millions of pets in animal shelters across the country just waiting for a loving home. I'm Mike Farrell with a very simple message. If you're thinking of getting a pet, please adopt. To easily locate your closest place to adopt, call Pets 911 toll-free at 1-888-PETS-911. It's easy, it's free, and it gives a pet a second chance at life. Together, we can ensure a better future for our pets. For adoptable pet listings in your community, go to Pets911.com. 
Pets 911, proud to be partnered with Animal Radio. Listen to the news. Two dogs rescued from a locked car. Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org. Or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets. Animal Radio is being brought to you by the American Red Cross, providing you with information and training to protect the dogs and cats you love. For more information, visit redcross.org or petcentric.com, a proud supporter of the American Red Cross. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And Dr. Debbie's answering your questions at one 405 8405 Hi, who is this? This is Teresa. Hi, Teresa. How you doing? I'm doing good. Hey, Teresa. Hi, Dr. Debbie. Hey, how can I help you today? Well, my cat seems to have a problem. The back of her lower back in her tail is very flaky and scaly and she just kind of makes a mess like a dandruff cat dandruff oh yuck (laughs) is she very scratchy with that does she bother get bothered by the area she is bothered by it she scratches and bites and i'm not sure what to do about it okay and what kind of kitty is she any particular uh, pedigree short haired Um, long hair Black and white, um, short hair. I don't know what they're called, the black and white. Okay, yeah, just a domestic short hair. And yeah. um, is she in healthy weight? Um, would your veterinarian yeah. say she needs to lose a few pounds? Nope, she's very healthy. She's about two years old, and she's very healthy. Other right. than that, she's fine. Very good. And so you're calling from Montana. So does she spend time outdoors or is she mostly inside? She spends a lot of time outdoors chasing mice. Oh, well, so she's got a job in the household then. She does. <laughs> and is she an original mouser that uh, was from uh, uh, a litter outside or did you find her from a shelter? No, she, we, she was given to us when she was about a half-grown kitten, but she just... Um, where we live is kind of near the forest, so she loves to be outdoors. And mm-hmm. she's inside, too. She sleeps in, but she plays out all day. Oh, well, that's good. And uh, what's her name? I didn't catch her name. Her name is Squeakers. Squeakers. <laughs> that goes good with the mousing uh, background. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. Well, um, for Squeakers, do you have any um, challenges with her hair coat? Does she have any problems getting knots or mats or anything of that nature? No, her she's she does fine. I have to give her a bath every once in a while, but she just because she just is kind of flaky, and that's okay. I don't like it. So, well, yeah, I think I'm well, bothered by it more than she is. <laughs> <laughs> well, you mentioned it was bothering her. So she's is she scratching at it or trying to excessively groom back there? Yes, she's always yes, she's licking. She's licking at that area. Okay, right, all right. 
Well, there's a lot of different things that we might look at, and some of the first things I'd want to really investigate with her would be um, the potential for parasites. And, you know, fleas and ticks are certainly uh, one avenue we'd want to go down and make sure we're on really good uh, flea control. So um, in your area, I know you probably have some cold uh, winter time, um, but really to pursue that year-round, because if she's going inside and outside, we want to make sure that flea control is taken care of year-round. But there's okay. there's even one other type of parasite that we kind of think of, and particularly when we see dandruff on the kind of the rump area, um, right over where the tail is. And there's a type of mite that we actually term uh, walking dandruff. <laughs> and uh, it, it's really kind of gross when you see it on a microscope because it really looks like little pieces of dandruff walking with legs. Um, but it, it is a type of parasite that we can see, and some pets will be somewhat itchy with that, and they'll tend to be quite flaky in the rump. So to check that out, we definitely want to make sure we do something called a skin scraping um, or a tape test. Um, and that's something veterinarians do where we look at under the microscope and we look for creepy crawlers and that's kind of why we get into veterinary medicine because we dig this kind of stuff. But we want to make sure that, that we don't have anything like that um, and uh, make sure that's not a possibility because if it is, it's something very simple to treat with the right type of uh, flea medication and or medicated uh-huh. shampoo. So check that part out. Um, okay. There- there are some cats that, and I was quizzing you a little bit about Squeaker's weight, because for some more portly kitties, they have actually some difficulty getting to certain areas, and they don't distribute their oils on their hair coat really well. So that's where we need to step in and, and do some regular brushing, really, on a daily basis to help distribute those oils. Um, and particularly if there's mats, because there can be dry patches that are associated with those. Okay. And uh, for for some cats, um, just like with dogs, I, you've probably heard me advocate on this show before, is fatty acids are a dietary supplement we can give to dogs and to cats as well. And it can help to keep their hair coat um, in good shape. Um, the trick is that cats don't always like us putting things into their food like fatty acids. And um, they're far more intelligent than dogs, but don't tell the dogs that. <laughs> and uh, But fatty acids could be another thing you might consider adding in to see if that helps her out as well. Okay. Okay. And uh, see great. if that works out. And as long as everything else is going healthy in her life and you know, she's um, not having any signs of illness, then you know hopefully this is something kind of minor and we can get her past that with a, a little bit of extra brushing and some of those other measures. So thank you so much, Teresa. I hope that's helpful. 1-866-405-8405 to talk to Dr. Debbie right now. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Animal Radio, celebrating our connection with our pets as we do every weekend. 1-866-405-8405. Dr. Debbie, to answer your medical questions in just a few minutes. And yes, those tickets to the Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Now, of course, they say the Chihuahuas will rise October 3rd. We'll have your advanced screening tickets before you can see the movie in theaters. Now, this includes Andy Garcia, George Lopez, 
Edwards, James Olmos, Cheech Marin, Drew Barrymore. They're all going to be actually in the film voicing it. And they, they, they actually use real dogs, Judy. I uh, can't wait. Not the animated version. They have, uh, besides Chihuahuas, they have Dobermans, German Shepherds, Poodles, Pugs, Chinese, Crested, French Bulldogs, St. Bernards, Labradors, Border Terriers, Dotsons, Boston Terriers, Yorkies, Beagles, Dalmatians, Border Collies, Pomeranians, Bichons, Pekingese. Can you say that again? I didn't get that. Uh, that's all in the movie. We'll have your advanced screening tickets in just a few minutes. But first, let's answer some dog behavior questions with Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Hi, who is this? This is Karen. Hi, Karen. How are you doing today? Just great. How are you doing? Very good. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Kansas, from Burlington, Kansas. Beautiful Burlington, Kansas. Vlade, have you ever been to, to Kansas? No, never been. Never mm. been. I just was in Michigan, and now I'm in California. Mm, okay. Oh. <laughs> okay, Karen. Go ahead. Uh, well, I have a, a 10-year-old black schnauzer. Okay. And um, he wants to mark. Mm-hmm. And I've never been able, he's done this for, oh, several years, and I've never been able to break him of that, mainly because I can very rarely ever catch him doing it. Do you have any suggestions on how I can break this habit? Or But do you understand what marking, marking territory is? Yes, it's not the pink, it's marking, yes? How many people it's- live in your house? Two. You and my husband and I. Okay, your husband. Huh? If and I have another, and I have another dog, a little Westy. Okay. If your husband is marking territory. <laughs> <laughs> no, not normally. No. No, 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 Gary. And then you no, don't make me those faces. You know, we're here in the studio. I don't mean her husband is uh, lifting his legs and the doing uh. this bit. I'm talking about maybe your husband like to put some. You know, men's like to put the socks all over the house. Socks. Socks. Yes. Socks. Yeah. Uh-huh. Thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Or underwear or pants or shorts. Are, are men just actually marking their territory when they leave socks and underwear around the house? Exactly. It's a signal to another man. So this place is, is taken. <laughs> well, now, so he's, the, pretty, he's pretty neat. Uh, <laughs> My husband's pretty neat. <laughs> from our, it means he's submissive. It means you're, you're like, because in America, it's like happy wife, happy life. That's, what. That's exactly right. That's right. <laughs> okay, let's get to your problem. So let me let me give you the cure for marking uh, behavior in pets. You need okay. to do a couple of things at the same time. Number one, look at the privileges which the pet is sharing in your house. Remember, if he thinks he, it is his house, as a matter of fact, if he's ru- ru- uh, running the show in your home, he's going to pee and poop all over. So make okay. sure make sure he doesn't have too much privileges at this point in time. It means no bed sleeping. For now, it uh-huh. means not, not allow him jumping on the furniture. It means choose one, maybe no-go room. Just get one room, maybe bathroom or another room, which is you will don't allow him to get in. Maybe put six-foot rope attached to his collar. Every time when he goes to that, ro- to that room, you grab the rope, say, ah, 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 and get him away from that room. And, uh, uh, yes, make sure, uh, try so your family would eat first. And he would never even approach to your table. If he approached to your table, maybe use the pop cans with the pennies, drop on the floor, make the noise. Ah! You know, I, be, I behave the same way. If somebody, sometimes, if somebody approached to my food, I, I act like the dog. You know, especially when I have a drink. You know? <laughs> okay. So, so, so make sure, show him you are the alpha female and your member of the family also will show him so their position is higher than his. After that... Wow. After that, the second the second key component is put the put the uh, collar and leash on your dog. 
Uh-huh. And uh, walk him inside of your house, especially in the area where he pee and poop. Let's go, sit, stay, calm down, teach him simple obedience commands in the area where before he pee and poop. That's your indirect answer of, uh, to his behavior, and this is your way of marking your territory. If you mark your territory, he will not mark his. And the best way to do this to focusing on two control commands, sit, stay, and down, stay for maybe one minute in that particular area would be great, great key to you. And, uh, but before I do anything, I would eliminate that smell, of course. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, we yeah. used many, many products. And, and the one who comes, one of the best, one of the very best is the simple solution. Go to any of your local pet store and get simple solution. Okay. The great product. Uh, That's the name of it? Yes. Simple Solution? Simple Solution, yes. The name uh-huh. of the product. Okay. Spray liberately over the area. If, if it's a vertical, I guess for the man it's got to be vertical, uh, <laughs> yeah. vertical objects and such and such. Just spray, let's say a little bit stay on, maybe a couple of minutes, maybe five minutes. It's an uh-huh. enzyme-based product. And after mm-hmm. wiped it again, and after that, do what I ask you to do. Basically, limit his privileges, uh, do obedience exercise in this time. And let me give you the set of my award-winning European system on DVD, Obedience for Life. Oh, that's right. good. He won't right. even give me one, so you're you're very lucky there. <laughs> because you're not, okay, because well, you're not you. pink all over this studio. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. <laughs> we thank you for your call today, one 405 8405 Oh, and Judy just mentioned that you can get a coupon for a dollar off Simple Solution from the front of AnimalRadio.com. So you okay, want to check great. one 405 You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, this is Nancy Cartwright, the voice of Bart Simpson, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Don't have a cow, man. This is an Animal Radio News Update. Hello, I'm Kay Brown, reporting for Animal Radio. Bosnian security forces have jailed a pigeon after its jailbird owners were found way higher than normal for prisoners. It's thought the tiny bird transported tiny bags of heroin strapped to its legs into the high-security prison. The bird's owner and three other inmates later tested positive for the drug. Officials now have to decide on the future of the exciting rehabilitation program at the jail. It encouraged prisoners to breed pigeons. There was a happy ending in northern New Jersey after what could have been another sad bear attack statistic. Believe it or not, a 15-pound Cocker Spaniel Poodle mix got the better of three bears. The Esiason family didn't think twice about letting their cute-as-a-button eight-month-old pup into the backyard. However, when he started barking, nine-year-old Jacob went to check, only to rush back in saying there were bears out there. However, they needn't have worried. Tiny Paul Lee was on the job, initially treeing the trio... He then saw them off into the woods. Ever laid back in the bathtub and wondered where that wailing sound was coming from? A family in Germany couldn't believe their luck after discovering that their much-loved four-year-old cat had been accidentally walled in underneath the bathtub. Little Bonnie disappeared while workmen were replacing tiles in a block of flats. She must have initially kept very quiet, but seven long weeks later, her owner heard her plaintive meows. A vet suggested that having dropped from 13 to just four pounds, she was too weak and perhaps should be euthanized. However, her owner, Monica Hoppet, refused and little Bonnie is almost back to normal.
And lastly, a Japanese man has discovered that there's more than one downside to keeping 51 of the world's most venomous snakes in his tiny Tokyo apartment. Nabukasu Kashiwagi was bitten by an eastern green mamba, a deadly southeast African snake, and only just managed to phone for an ambulance before collapsing unconscious. Paramedics rushed the 41-year-old to hospital where doctors administered antivenine, just in time for him to discover the other downside, police waiting by his bed to arrest him. Seems Kashiwagi neglected to get a permit to keep his poisonous snakes. Now his deadly pets will get a nice new spacious home in a zoo and Kashiwagi will be the one behind bars. That's our Pet News Wrap-Up. I'm Kay Brown reporting for Animal Radio. For more information, go to pettalkradio.com.au. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at animalradio.com. Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And yes, we do have your advanced screening passes to Beverly Hills Chihuahua today and all throughout the month of September. And of course, this is an advanced screening. That means you'll see it before you see it in the movie theaters. You like Chihuahuas, Dr. Depp? I sure do. The more, the better. The more, the better. I think they're yappy dogs. Uh, you yappy, can't yappy, have too yappy, many yappy chihuahuas. Yeah. Well, and everybody seems to get groups of chihuahuas. It is like kind of a team <laughs> spirit there. <laughs> you can't just have one, can you? one 405 8405 Hi, who's this? This is Connie from Hood River, Oregon. Hi, Connie. How are you doing? Hood River, oh, Oregon. That's Beautiful sound... up here today. Is it? Yes. Well, you are on with Dr. Debbie. Hi, Dr. Debbie. Well, hi, Connie. How are you doing today? Really good, really good. Awesome. I've got a a, a three-year-old cat, and um, I don't know why, but he seems to throw up pretty regularly, at least once or twice a week, and I'm not really sure why. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I'm sorry, Connie. I'm not getting discouraged with your call, but... Vomiting cats are like the mainstay of veterinary medicine and veterinarians just like myself. We, we love to help cats, but sometimes it is one of the most frustrating problems. And partly is because what you're seeing is it's like a on again, kind of off again problem. Mm-hmm. And it can be really tricky to dance through this. So I'm going to do my best to help you and I want to give you some good answers, but the big thing that veterinarians find frustrating with vomiting cats is that there's so many causes of it, and it's not that we don't know what happens or what causes vomiting, but it is a plentiful uh, diagnosis out there. So uh, tell me about your kitty and what he's doing. Well, um, I, I only feed him the natural balance of Dick Van Patten, and other than that, I mean, he'll eat vegetables and stuff, but everything that I do feed him that's people food is always is always fresh. It's nothing that I've cooked or anything. And... Um, He's not overweight, and he's very active. He just seems to, and, and sometimes it's got food in it, and sometimes it's just like, you know, hairball-y kind of stuff. Or, but he just wrenches, and it, I just feel so bad. It's horrible to watch, yeah. Now, is, is he a long-haired cat or a short-haired cat? Yes, long-haired. Long-haired. So the hairballs would definitely be a concern, and you mentioned that he brought up some hair on occasion. Yeah, he has. Not a lot. It's not all of it, but it is some of it. Okay. And have you gone to see the veterinarian for this concern at, at this point? 
Well, I haven't because he seems to be still, you know, he's not lost a lot of weight and his color's real good and he's still real active. So it just seems like it's just part of his routine. Yeah. And does anything precipitate it? Does anything start before he vomits? Is it after, right after he eats or after he's playing or canned no, food versus dry more, food? Yeah, I think it's more after he's played. I think it's kind of a, yeah, he's real active and then, he, yeah, it, it's more after he plays. Okay. Yeah, and that can definitely be something. Does he tend to overeat or eat very quickly? Um, well, I'd say he probably eats quickly, but he doesn't overeat. No, but he is a quick. He's a quick eater. <laughs> kind of like the old uh, binge and purge kind of modality there. Yeah, there you go. He's a female well, in another life. <laughs> yeah. Well, I definitely think one of the first things that we would want to address, and, you know, if you haven't gone to your veterinarian yet, some of the simple things we want to try to do our best to roll out are going to be things related to hairballs. And as a former cat owner who brought up the most god-awful hairballs on occasion, you know, it really is startling when you see the size of some of these suckers that they can bring up. And I would definitely try everything we can to work on that aspect. So um, that means dealing with the hair coat, brushing daily, um, doing things like adding in the hairball laxatives, um, either in the paste form or in some of the diet forms. The treats can be helpful and really work on that potential hairball aspect. Um, Some people even shave their cats because the hair consumption can be such a problem. And if we feel we've kind of attacked that and looked at the hair coat as a potential cause, then I'll start to move to the medical things. And, you know, we definitely would want to, I would say the first thing I'd want medically would be a good, solid medical workup, and that would be things like blood work. We want to check out kidneys, liver, thyroid problems, and things like fecal samples. We want to check for some of the more typical things that can cause vomiting, because this goes down a very involved pathway, and uh, we can get into a lot of things as far as, you know, is there a liver problem? Is there a problem with inflammatory bowel disease? So a lot of these different things, um, we'd want to do these initial tests to kind of get a baseline. Um, And then from there, we'd really consider things like uh, food trials, and I don't know if you've ever heard on any of our previous programs, um, the hypoallergenic diets and some of the different things along that realm. Have you heard us talk of that? That's a good thought. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, natural balance is it's a good food. There's nothing wrong with that. But every pet's dietary system is a little bit different. And, um, you know, some pets don't react to certain ingredients very well. So I would consider putting him on a hypoallergenic diet, something that okay. maybe is new for him. Um, I have a lot of good luck with some of the uh, venison-based diets or even duck-based diets and, and see how his system might adjust to that. And maybe we'll see less vomiting. Maybe we won't. But it's something you can try. Uh, without getting into necessarily a lot of diagnostic tests. Okay. But ultimately, if that doesn't work, the hairball approach doesn't work, then we really need to see the veterinarian get these tests under our belt and kind of get some information so we can decide what pathway we need to go down because there's a lot of different ways we can branch off and go. And for some cats, we really have to go into, uh, you know, more detailed diagnostics like, you know, endoscopy where we go down with a little camera into their intestines. So we can really go high tech here to find the answers. It's just a matter of how motivated we are, or, you know, how concerned we are at this point. And you've mentioned that he hasn't had any yeah. weight loss or any other problems, correct? Maybe trimming him up a little bit and then 
combing him more often and trying the, the hairball remedy and seeing what I get with that and changing the diet. That then, If I do those few things and it doesn't make any difference, then I, yeah, I'm going to run him to the vet because I don't want him to then start losing weight. So. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if you've tried any of the hairball laxatives, but sometimes they can be challenging. And uh, some cats, it'll lead to a, a little bit of a, a love nip or sometimes a, a major objection. But uh, I never really had a whole lot of luck with that with my cats. And I know there's a lot of cat lovers out there that can't get those remedies to work. But give it your best shot. I think oh, we've got some things we can try. And hopefully that'll head you down the right road. Okay, so well, thank, thank you, you so much. much. Thank you much for calling, Connie. We appreciate your call. This is Dr. Debbie on Animal Radio. Give me a call at 1-866-405-8405. Okay, as you heard about on Animal Radio and in Fido Friendly Magazine, here's your chance to win passes to this special advanced screening of the hilarious new doggy adventure comedy, Beverly Hills Chihuahua. This is from Disney. If you live in one of the cities, call now, 1-866-405-8405. You'll receive passes for a family of four to attend an advanced screening in your city. Now, if you don't live in one of these cities, that's okay. We'll hook you up with a T-shirt for an adult, a child, and a chihuahua. Of course, Beverly Hills Chihuahua opens in theaters everywhere October 3rd, but we're taking you to see it there first, courtesy of Animal Radio at Disney. Hello, this is Dom DeLuise, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Love your pets, they'll always love you back. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by OxyFresh Pet Oral Hygiene Solution. With OxyFresh, you can save money on expensive dental care with Pet Oral Hygiene Solution and save your pet from embarrassing bad breath moments. Kissable Fresh, OxyFresh, visit www.oxyfresh.com for more information. Hey, you want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at CanineCaviar.com. That's www.CanineCaviar.com. This hour of Animal Radio is brought to you by Return Moi. With Return Moi's service, pet owners know that if their pet goes missing, finders can easily and immediately contact Return Moi 24 hours a day. To learn more, visit www.returnmypets.com. Every once in a while, there comes along a special group of animal lovers that stands strongly in defense of the voiceless. Animal people is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals. Animal People's published 10 times yearly. The publisher is a nonprofit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty. Your subscription is $24 a year and is 100% tax deductible. Get Animal People's fair and accurate investigative reporting from the industry watchdog. Visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org. Fido Friendly Magazine. Perhaps you can do without it, but for kibble's sake, thinking a dog... 
life at last. A voice for us traveling canines. Until now, few have taken mobile pooches seriously. After all, who appreciates warm shelter and a comfy bed more than a dog? Fido Friendly, the travel magazine for you and your dog. A quarterly guide to Fido Friendly accommodations in the United States and Canada. Because if Fido ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Subscribe at FidoFriendly.com. Your dog will thank you. Did you know that dogs can get worm infections just by eating grass and that those same parasites can also infect humans? Protect your dog and your family by deworming your dog twice a year with Safeguard Canine Dewormer. For more information, visit www.safe-guard.com. That's S-A-F-E-G-U-A-R-D.com. This is Animal Radio Network. Enrichment is important to cats' health and happiness. Hi, everybody. I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting for Animal Radio. Most cat owners think if they provide their indoor feline family with good food, plenty of fresh water, and routine veterinary care, they'll live happy and healthy full lives. But cats destined to thrive and not just survive need a lot more, says Dr. Tony Buffington, founder of the Indoor Cat Initiative. His goal is to enrich the lives of indoor cats. Here are seven things you can do to improve your cat's environment that are proven to decrease your cat's stress and improve its overall health. Number one, be a friend. Cats shouldn't be treated like fur-covered statues. Cats are social creatures, and unlike a dog, they often don't initiate social interaction. Set aside 15 minutes a couple of times a day for whichever of the following activities your cat prefers. Playtime, grooming, or petting. Number two, be a litter bug. Scoop the litter box daily. Wash it weekly and replace it yearly. Have at least one litter box per cat per level of the house and place them in a quiet place, not next to that rumbling clothes dryer. Number three, Get your cat high. Cats like to have a space of their own, and many prefer to sleep or rest in high places. For indoor cats, get them off the floor with window perches, shelves, tables, any place where your cat can get up high, lay calm, watch other people and animals, and of course, generally act superior. Number four, plan a hunt. Only cats in cartoons find real mice in houses, and that darn glass keeps getting in between kitty's paws and the birds in that feeder. So provide toys that look like mice or birds or bugs, all the cat's natural good prey. You know, in the old days, cats had to detect and stalk and apprehend their dinner. Now we just give them a bowl full of food. So to mimic the hunt, try hiding cat food within toys or around the house so your cat can imitate hunting and catching dinner. They love it. Number five, scratch an itch. Provide a sturdy scratching post of the material your cat prefers. Carpet usually works best, but there's many other types of materials. Don't toss it away when it gets ratty, too, because that's just the way your cat prefers it. Number six, take on water. Far too many cats suffer health problems from not drinking enough water. Ever watch cats and how they like to drink from running water or dripping faucets? 
So why not give them one of these? And you can today invest in one of these new cool aerator pet fountain dishes. It's just great, and cats love them. You can even try adding a little water to dry cat food, or you can just use canned food. Number seven, be a wizard of Oz. Cats like alone time, a private refuge to call their own. If you leave home temporarily, try leaving a radio or TV playing to provide some calming white background noise. Cats love it. For the Veterinary News Network at myvnn.com, I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting for Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at animalradio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hey, this is Artist Knox, Groomer of the Year, and when I'm rolling in my vehicle, I'm listening to Animal Radio with Hal and Judy. Get at me! (laughs) Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. While we are extremely thankful that Gustav didn't turn out to be what Katrina was, we were very prepared this time. It's still a mess. There's still so many people displaced, and there'll still be a lot of cleaning up going on. Wendy Diamond, oh yes, from Greatest American Dog, Animal Fair Magazine. She's also the pet lifestyle expert on the Today Show on NBC. If you get up that early, I'm sorry, I never see that time of day, (laughs) but uh, she's on the phone with us. She just got back from Louisiana. Hi, Wendy. How are you doing? Hey, how are you? I am fabulous. Thank you. How did did the shelters and organizations, animal organizations fare? Well, first off, you know, I, you know, I'm uh, somebody who's kind of questioning what what happened to all the money for Katrina. I mean, there was over $50 million raised. Mm. And I personally work and help support the Humane Society of Louisiana, which is based in New Orleans, who still is three years later without a shelter, and they got a van and about 50 grand cash. That was all they got from that $50 million raised for Katrina Animals. So I'm just wondering who raised all the money, where's the accounting, and why is it that this poor little group, that is an, they, were, they have such puppy love to all the animals and to the city of New Orleans. They were on the streets rescuing animals during Katrina. They never left, and they, their whole shelter got demolished. Why they still don't have a shelter is beyond me. When you say these organizations haven't gotten their share do you suspect foul play you know the california government indicted uh noah's wish i think that noah's wish is a great group but i think they were probably overwhelmed with all the money they raised i just question i just think you know what if they're if people are going to raise money i think there needs to be accounting and you need to know where is the money and where is it going because i think that people who donated to help support the animals of katrina would want their money to help the animals of katrina of course you're still raising money for this uh for a couple of the shelters down there i understand well i am 100% helping the humane society of louisiana it's run by a man named jeff dorson who's an unsung hero who is a wonderful human being who is somebody who doesn't know how to ask for help and is just a really great person. And I think that it's just, for me, I think that, you know, I'm one person that will always help the underdog. I don't need to support groups that have all the money in the world. And so, you know, my hope is that, you know, they get a new shelter, and I hope that every, you know, Humane Society, you know, the Humane Society of Louisiana has nothing to do with the Humane Society of the United States. 
you know, every local community has their own humane society, and I think that, you know, people just need to be more aware about where to donate their money. Give local, I'll we say. As soon as I found out that those big organizations that send you those mailers spend their first $20 that you give them sending those mailers to you, I decided to give local. And if you want to help out the folks in Louisiana, you can do that, One, even if you're not local. Of course, they've just gone through a tremendous time, and they really need to rebuild this. one eight 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 six humane is the phone number, or you can visit their website, humanela.org. Of course, we'll put links to everything you've heard on today's show at animalradio.com. Wendy, what's it like being a brand-new primetime TV star? Off, and, you know, I love The Greatest American Dog because it's the one show that any dog, whether you're a rescue dog, mutt, or a purebred can try out for. And I just think it celebrates the relationship people have with their pets. So I think it's a phenomenal show. I, I'm very blessed to be on it. Lucky is more blessed. She's very excited to be one of the judges. Is she jealous? a lot of credit or a lot of say, but she is very much happy to be on the judging panel. And I think it's a great show, and I think everybody who watches the TV show, Greatest American Dog, it's on Wednesday nights on CBS at 8 p.m. We have three more weeks uh-huh. until we crown the Greatest American Dog. But I think that it's an incredible show, and I think people are going to be very excited who won. I think they're going to see that it doesn't matter how well your dog is trained. It's really about the relationship, and that is what I personally have been judging about. Is there going to be another season? I heard there is. Well, we don't know. I mean, we, you know, you don't find out. It's a summer show, so you don't know really till like kind of mid, you know, probably more into the fall or even, you know, we did not find out um, the judges did not find out about whether we were on the show till May. And mm. the next thing we know, two weeks later, we're, you know, taping. So, you know, today TV has changed. Like, they don't need to make decisions right away, and they need to just kind of look at things. And I think it's a great show, and I think there's a lot of learning curves. I think there's a lot of things we could do better, and there's a lot of things that could make the show even more phenomenal. And I think it's, I think now with it one year doing it, I think more people will try out, and I think that it gives an opportunity for everyone who thinks their dog is the greatest American dog. Hopefully, everybody thinks their dog is the greatest American <laughs> dog, but or especially at least if you're in the United States, that you know they get a chance to try out. Now, you and Victoria butt heads on on the TV during judging. What's it like behind the scenes? Do you get along? Oh, it's so funny. Of course, you know I have to be honest. All the judges really get along. I mean, it's funny because everyone's like, "How crazy was that?" First of all, we're all so passionate. You know, they. I have to say, CBS picked the greatest three judges. And you know, not like saying I'm that great, but you know what I mean. I think I bring a different perspective to the judging panel. I think that Victoria is a phenomenal positive reinforcement trainer. I think, you know, Alan is one of the best breed experts I've ever encountered. And I know, you know, I've been doing this for a decade. I know everything when it comes to lifestyle and pets. And I have, and there's no other dog that could sit through that and not complain, right? And so I, you know, lucky diamonds. But so I think that the three judges, we all got along tremendously. That fight you saw on that episode was all 100% real. And it, it just kind of showed how passionate we all are. And Victoria is 100%, no buts about it, positive reinforcement training. So she does not believe in the, you know, the dominance training. And so that was what the fight was about, where I was kind of coming off at saying, listen, 
you know, there's a lot of different philosophies of dog training. You know, you can't be, you know, just one way or the highway, you know, and I think she just is so passionate and cares so much about how animals are treated that she just didn't feel that, that you know, other training methods were probably the best. But I have to say, I think all dogs should be trained differently. You don't know what kind of behavior they have. You don't know, you know, Rottweiler is going to be trained differently than a Maltese. Mm, okay, well, check it out. It's CBS's Greatest American Dogs. Three more episodes. We find out who the greatest American dog is. Wendy, we appreciate you joining us today. Thank you. And on the newsstand, you can get Lauren Conrad, who's on the show Hills, and her rescue dog is on the latest cover of Animal Fair magazine as well. And thank you so much, you guys, for all your support. You're so awesome. We'll link to Animal Fair magazine from AnimalRadio.com and everything you've heard on today's show. 